Hello and welcome to Voice of Restoration, a broadcast outreach of the Christian Brethren Church, bringing you Bible-based teachings from author and Bible teacher, Pastor Afolabi Oladeli. The word about the character of God that the young woman spoke was brought to pass. Alright? That the character of God as a healer, the character of God as a deliverer, God vindicated the witness of a young woman. Verse 15. And he returned to the man of God. He and all his company came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is no God in all earth, but in My Israel. emphasis is on the portion from Behold. This is the testimony of a man who was touched by the character of God according to the recommendation of an effective representative. Will you be an effective representative having come into the kingdom? Look at where that young woman started. A captive in a foreign land. Yet, her circumstance did not deter her from declaring the character of God. But this is where my interest is. I know that there is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Point number one. Now therefore, I pray thee, take what? Okay, praise the Lord. Let everybody stand on your feet, okay? Honorable though, where are you? Honorables, where are you? Honorables, where are you? Emasu, oh yeah, sit down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Because this is good for you. This is important for you. Because it will not have been worth your while to come all the way, to be here, to have even entered into the kingdom and become a citizen and not know to be an effective representative. That's why you need to go through all this. I know that there is no God in all of Israel, in, in all the earth, but in Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, do what? Take a blessing of thy servant. If you go and look at that word blessing, it's actually translated take an offering. Take an offering of your servant. Now, if Elisha had taken the offering, what, will Elisha, what would you say Elisha then was? Who is supposed to receive offering? Thank you. Elisha would have been putting himself as God. And that is the reason for the severity of what happened to Gehazi. Even if it was the word blessing, take a blessing. Those of you who have been taught, you know it. 
A blessing goes from the superior to the inferior. If Elisha had taken a blessing, he was inadvertently saying that Naaman was superior to him. And I'm speaking to all the senior honorables, not just here, but anywhere that they will hear this word. Those who begin to sell the gifts of God for money, taking the glory that doesn't belong to them, they will inherit a leprosy. Be careful. Be very careful. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. Behold, now I know there is no God in all Israel, not the, in, all, in, all the, uh, in all the earth. There is no God in all the earth, but in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, take a blessing of thy servant. He was not in a place to give a blessing to, to the prophet. Because it is the greater that blesses the lesser. But more important, Elisha was making a point here for the man to see that the victory that was wrought was not of me. It was of God. Everyone who is an effective representative understands that his or her work is to make known themselves, to make known who? The name of God, to make known the character of God, to make known also his purpose. So we see that young woman fulfilled it. We see Elisha making it also very clear that no, I can't take an offering from you. The glory belongs to God. Next verse. But he said, but he As said, the Lord liveth before whom I stand, I will receive none. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. And Nathan said, Shall there not then, I pray thee, be given to thy servant? So I need you to see the progressive work that was being done in this man, Naaman. If Elisha had received the blessing, conversation, I mean, the conversation was over. But to the extent that this man is saying, No, the glory doesn't belong to me. This man now was even taken into a deeper dimension. Now give me, give your, give your servant. He is now recognizing that he is the lesser to take a blessing from the greater. Elisha representing God that I will take a portion of the earth here to go and build an altar in my place so that I know that I have actually been totally uprooted from where I was before. Delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God their son. The man was carrying the ark of Israel, carrying it back to build an altar. Listen to me. An effective representative, an effective honorable, knows what it is, the mandate that was given to him, and he seeks to do everything to preserve it. This man took the ark. And he said, For thy servant will henceforth offer neither burnt offering nor sacrifice unto other gods, but unto the There tell me a man who was thoroughly converted. I'll show you a man called Naaman. But 
you will see the character the next in verse 18. In this thing, the Lord pardoned thy servant, that when my master goeth into the house of Raymond to worship there, and he leaneth on my hand, and I bow myself in the house of Raymond. When I bow down myself in the house of Raymond, the Lord pardoned thy servant in this thing. And he said unto him, Go in peace. Go in peace. So he departed and left his way. Verse 20. But the story gets interesting. Now, listen. We've seen the character of the young mate. We've seen Elisha. And we have now seen a third character. And this is the one that I pray that none of you will ever be. None of you will ever be. Because this is the spell that is upon your generation. That you need to be aware of and you break it. But Gazi, the servant of Elisha, the man of God, said, Behold, my master had spared Naaman, this Syrian, in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him. Just hold that scripture there. Gehazi had been with the prophet. You will expect him to at least know. Did Gehazi really know God? No, talk to me. You say yes. No, it's okay. Let me even first say yes. Because that will be an example of someone who came into the kingdom and never subjected himself to the principles of those who want to be effective representatives. You came into the kingdom. Gehazi, assume he came into the kingdom. Alright? But what he was looking for was not to proclaim the name of God, was not to proclaim the character of God, was not to reflect what it is that God wanted to do. What was Gehazi looking for? What was he looking out for? He was looking out for himself. He wanted money. Are you like that? If you think you came into the kingdom for the pursuit of yourself, you failed the very first element of sacrifice. Hello? Are you following? You have to know the promise giver and stop chasing promises. Gehazi, if you, if you say that he, is, he knew God, he failed to proclaim God, he failed to proclaim God's character, he was actually looking for his own worth, he was looking for his own self. He failed the very fundamental test. And I pray that none of you will fail that kind of test. Because these things have been broken open to you so that you can really make up your mind that haven't come into the kingdom to be a proper and an effective representative in the house of God's assembly. My master has speared Naaman the Syrian. This Syrian. This Syrian. This Syrian. Where was love in his heart, even for the unbelieving? Where the, sacrifice, where the spirit of sacrifice is, the love of God cannot abide there. 
is not, is in not receiving at his hands that which he brought, but as the Lord liveth, <laughs> as the Lord liveth, which Lord? His own Lord, his own self, his greed, his covetousness. I will run after him and take somewhat of him. Now, verse 21 will show you. Uh, uh, let me skip. Go to verse 23. 23. And Naaman said, Be content. Take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and laid them upon two of his servants and they bare them before him. And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house and he let the men go and they departed. It wasn't in the house of Elisha that he kept this thing, no. He kept it in the tower. Having come into the kingdom, there's nothing you can hide from God. Hello? Your thoughts, everything that you are doing, He sees. He knows. The utterances of your mind, even when they are not spoken out, He knows. He hears it. And this is why we have to be careful. That's why I am saying that when I asked you, did this Gehazi know God? Some of you said yes. I say no. I say no. Because if he knew God, he would have known that there is nothing that you do in hiding that this God does not see. He just killed himself. He just destroyed himself. That will not be your loss. Having come into the kingdom as a citizen, I've shown you the critical steps that you need to fulfill to become an effective representative in the house of God. He hid the thing and he let the men go and he departed. Verse 25, and then he, he, went, went, in, he went in and stood before his master, pretending that nothing happened. Pretending that nothing happened. And Elisha, where are you coming from? <laughs> Your servant didn't go anywhere. He didn't go anywhere. Talk to me. He didn't go anywhere. Where did he go? He went after his own interests. And please, I beg you in the name of the Lord. What I've shown you, show you shows you the nature of the two seeds. The nature of the two what? The nature of the two what? That are present in the house. That are present in the assembly. There will be those who truly have given themselves totally to sacrifice, to pain and agony for the manifestation of the name and the glory and the character of God. And there are those who are just there to see what they can get out of it. I pray that you will make a choice today. That will make a choice so that you can be an effective representative in the hands of the Lord. 
And said, Thy servant went nowhere. Verse 26. Hmm. And he said unto him, Did not my heart go with you? Have you been with me for so long and you don't know that God is with me? That I can see what is in your heart? When the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, is it time? Underline this in your Bibles. Wake whoever is next to you who is sleeping, please. Amen? Went not my heart with you when the man turned again from his chariot to meet you? Is it time to receive money? Is it time to receive garments? Is it time to receive wealth, oliveyards and vineyards, ships, often men servants and maid servants? Please, my sons and my daughters, this is a different time. A time to turn your attention from the things that the world around you is presenting to you as the things to pursue. It is time to wake up and understand the time that God says you are in now. God is not talking about money, is not talking about garments, is not talking about vineyards and oliveyards. God is talking about you being the representative of Him to declare His name, to declare His character, and to let the nature of God and purpose be known. Verse 27. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman mm. shall cleave to thee and unto thy seed forever. Wow. And he went out from his presence a leper as white as snow. Listen to me. Elisha's walk required absolute integrity. God's name, God's walk, depended on Elisha's character. Just as it does for any representative of it. If Elisha served God to get money or permitted his servants to extort money from visitors, then Elisha the prophet would be no more than an opportunist. Many of those who are sitting in the nation's house of assembly are mere opportunists. Many in the so-called assemblies of illusion are mere opportunists. That's why God is turning attention to you. To see if there will be amongst you those who will stand up and be representatives, seeing the examples and the expectations of our party leader. So, dear sons and daughters, I say it again so that you understand the generation in which you are living in, so that you can make a distinction that you don't want to be part of that. Your generation is sold to virtuousness. Your generation is sold to covetousness with eyes that are wide open for worldly things, ready to compromise God's glory for self-comfort and to measure themselves with the world in it. It cannot be so with you if you want to be an effective representative for Christ. Let me take the last scripture so that I can let you go, those of you who want to sleep. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Quiet. One Timothy. One Timothy chapter six. One Timothy chapter six. Can I have it on the screen, please? One Timothy chapter six. Let's take it from verse one. NLT. All slaves show full respect for the masters, so they will not bring shame on the name of God and His teaching. Don't. Bring shame to the name of the Lord and his teaching. Yes? If the masters are believers, that is no excuse for being disrespectful. Those slaves should work all the other because their efforts are helping other believers who are well loved. Teach these things, Timothy, and encourage everyone to obey them. Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the awesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. The wholesome teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ is that you make known the name of God, the character of God, and the purpose of the living God. Anything different is unwholesome. Alright? These teachings promote a godly life. Yes. Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This, tries, this tears up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicion. Now, no spice. These people always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt. And they have, they have turned their backs to the truth to show them to a them. way to them. A show of godliness is not to become wealthy. That is not the way of the representatives of Christ. This is Gehazi. Are you Gehazi? Is your name Gehazi? Then you better behave differently. So these ones, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Verse 6. Yes, true godliness with contentment is is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. Go back to that verse 6, please. Because true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. You need to make up your mind whether you want to be a true and an effective representative of the Lord Jesus Christ, of our leader. You need to decide today whether you are going to be a Gehazi who is in need for the gain or you want to be a type of the little maid, a type of Joseph, who in coming into the kingdom, you've settled it in your mind that it's a life of sacrifice, it's a life of perpetual trouble where you will get victory only through tribulation, but that in all of these things, God will keep you stronger every day in the inner man because of his love that is in your heart. Yes? Let's finish this now. Seven. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. 
But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. Those two last, those last two verses should be the point of your prayers. You want to truly be an effective representative of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those three fundamental things you cannot toy with. Sacrifice, understanding that it's a life of trouble, but also knowing that the power of God will keep you. The only walk, the only mandate that every effective representative of Christ has is to make known the name, the character, and the purpose of God. Get up on your feet and talk to the Lord. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time on another episode of Voice of Restoration. If you want further information on today's episode, please call 0803 3628-796 or visit us online at tcbc.org.ng